1: Good morning afternoon evening or night depending when you're listening today like how inclusive i were there i was there with my whole opening you missed you missed good today do you know what i'm excited about well. today jose do you know i'm excited
2: uh no do, do i need to know what you're excited you are usually excited but are you more excited today because i guess you could be more excited and i would be more excited as well if you were
1: why are you more excited
2: because I didn't get to hear you this morning at the Elliot and Jose show, I was doing something else, so I'm quite excited for seeing you, and I know we've got a special guest as well, but I don't know we if do. we're going to be reviewing that now, or maybe half an hour, you know, half an hour and an hour's time, or we do it now? I, th- I
1: think I think right now Simon's kind of going, what have I let myself into? Like, these guys are dancing it. when we started, he, he's a bit like lost, I felt like he's a bit of a lost soul there, like not sure what to do with himself as we're doing our normal intro dance. Um, yes, he, we muted, do have he
2: muted himself already. I think he's left uh, the
1: call. Is mm-hmm. he still here? He's still here. He's still here. There we are. Is there we are. Like the legendary Simon Ong is here. That's and i tell you news. what,
3: this is what I love about podcasts. You never know what you're getting yourself into, but also <laughs> you're always uh, open for a great time. So, very yeah. much looking forward to joining you and your audience today.
1: We are so excited that you're here. Uh, we really are. So, thank you, Simon, for joining us. We look forward to unpacking your journey to becoming a public speaking expert, and of course, sharing the wisdom that we've heard you share so many times on Clubhouse here on our podcast as well. I was going to say that I was excited because I'm I'm doing a podcast recording with my hat on. For those who can't who can't see because you're listening to this on a on an unvisual platform, that's why I was excited. You know, I can't think the last time I wore a hat when I recorded something and. Jose, you kind of took that away from me. You took away my excitement. How'd okay,
0: you feel
2: sh- about that? Sh- uh I feel great because I'm not excited whatsoever about that
0: Boo! Hat and,
2: <laughs> Yeah, people, if you if you could see and if you're watching this on replay <laughs> on YouTube or the video or on LinkedIn on now, LinkedIn I mean Live, you, yeah? look, look at that hat. I mean, what would you say to that? <laughs> That's disgusting. I mean, come on. Hey, it's <laughs> <do you> <laughs> disgusting. It? Well, I gotta <laughs>
3: say, guys, I love the hat purely Thank because earlier. You're wearing one of my favorite brands. Well, there you go. You see, Simon <laughs> well, What is it?
2: it? I cannot even see it. Simon is very polite and he's a great guy. I'm not going to be polite on my own podcast. I don't <laughs> like it. That's it. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> but I'm oh, excited oh, about the fact that
1: you're excited. You, you. It's your podcast, is it? It's your it's, podcast.
2: Well, like like our podcast, but I'm part that of it, so I can say fifty percent. Well, fifty percent is mine. oh, you know what? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've nice. just given Elliot the arm. Okay, so let's get let's not get serious. Well, the arm instead of the finger, so I gave
1: you the whole arm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Listen, whatever okay. you got on weekends up to you, right? Welcome to the Public Speaking Guys World Podcast. It's another episode. Woo-hoo. <laughs> So we release a new episode every single Saturday. So make sure you subscribe and you comment. And of course, if you comment and send us a picture, we will send you a copy of my book uh because we don't have one together or jose doesn't have one to offer yet but simon does and we're going to hear all about that shortly um we all get a copy of our book as a gift to say thank you as long as it's a nice comment so make sure you like subscribe and comment of course if you want to reach out to myself or jose to find out more about working together do so you can book us you can book one of us or you can book none of us whatever he would like to do dm us and just let us know how you're going on we'd love to know what actions you've taken since listening to the podcast Because you have been reaching out and you have been telling us that you're listening and you love it and you love the vibe. What actions have you taken? We'd love to hear. So send us a message. Follow the Elliot and Jose show on Instagram. And of course, if you want to join us live at any point, we are on Clubhouse every single day, Monday to Friday, 12 o'clock UK time. So do that. But today we have an incredible guest, a guy whose journey has been a formidable one. He's a man full of wisdom. Uh, His ability to express himself is World class! I'm super excited to welcome myself. To, I'm sorry, no, I'm joking. I'm super excited to welcome Simon Alexander onto to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a big round of applause. I don't feel the sound effect does it justice? I don't think it does you justice, Simon. First of all, welcome to Public Speaking Expert Podcast. How are you doing on this crazy cold day in London, UK,
3: or wherever you are? I'm doing fantastic, Uh, Elliot Jose. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your show. Uh, The work that you both do to equip people with the skills... To become better public speakers is incredible. And I think anybody who's not listening to this should be listening to it. Uh, And the reason I'm also feeling great is that it is a Monday uh, that we are hosting uh, this episode. And I love Mondays. I love Mondays. It's the beginning of a new week of possibilities. uh, And that's what gets me excited at the beginning of every week.
1: I love it. Isn't there a song called I Love Mondays?
3: Well, i I mean there's
1: the cure song that goes it's friday i'm in love with there's jesse klein has a jess glynn jess glynn has a song that she doesn't like thursdays i'm pretty sure there's a song about loving mondays or am i just imagining that
2: well i don't know how about that monday monday so good to me it can be there you an angle too. There to you it. go. There you go. I <laughs> like, go. like there we, we go. did that.
1: Fantastic. We always end up singing somehow on this podcast, Simon. Do you <laughs> want to tell our listeners and our viewers a little bit about yourself? Because we'd love to we we know you, but tell tell us
3: tell us the juicy stuff. Tell us the good stuff. Sure. Well, I mean, w- w- when I was young, uh I mean, first of all, I, I grew up here in London, United Kingdom. Uh when I was young, I grew up in a very traditional Chinese family, uh, which meant that I believed uh the definition of success uh, was down to my job title. Be a banker, be a doctor, be a lawyer, uh, be an accountant. Those were the areas that I felt that if I pursued, I would be seen as a success by not just my peer group, but by my family. And so I pursued the banking route. Unfortunately, my timing was a little off. Uh, Because I joined the industry a year before the global financial crisis and at a company called Lehman Brothers, which collapsed into administration. Uh, In fact,
1: they started the whole collapse. Well, it was all going, but they kind of like officially started the collapse of the...
3: Totally. I mean, Um, the event just accelerated uh, the 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 sort of financial crisis because you had the knock on effect on, on, on the markets, on companies across the planet. And while it was not an easy time, I'm not going to lie, it was challenging, especially when you've got all these hopes and dreams of where you want to take your career to. And within an instant, it is swept away from under your feet. But looking back, uh, in hindsight, it was an absolute blessing in disguise because it led me to what I now get to do today it led me, if you will, on the longest journey that we humans make, the inches from our heads to our hearts. It is never an easy one, but it is the most fulfilling and exciting that we will ever embark on. And it made me question, what did success mean to me? Because I previously lived by definition set by others. And so it was a rare opportunity for me to reflect on what did it mean to me? And then, to build my life around those answers. So that led me to what I have the privilege to do today, which is to energize people to see their world differently and to awaken their imagination of what is truly possible so they can live a better story. And I do this through my work as a coach, a keynote speaker, and more recently uh, a published author or soon to be published author with my debut book, Energize. Do you
1: have a date for it yet when it's coming out?
3: Yes, so it's scheduled to be released 21st of April uh, 2022 and is now available for pre-order.
1: There you go. Perfect. So do make sure that you let us know how to pre-order it. Jose, I, I can see you're doing your little question dance. When he has a question, he he, he kind of does this little bop where I can. I, he's waiting for that moment. That I, get, I
2: get bouncy. I get bouncy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Simon, what you told us is amazing and, well, you know, Great guy, great speaker, and the time we've met on Clubhouse and then we met in person is fantastic. It's fantastic getting to know you, seeing your journey. And there is a bot coming up. What we see at the moment is your success. What we see at mm. the moment is your book, is the great things you're doing, and all of that is beautiful and well done for that, plus what's going to come next, because I'm sure a person like you is only going to evolve and improve and mm. inspire more and more people. But tell us, tell us about the difficult days. Tell us about those days when you woke up and you didn't think you were gonna make it. Tell us about you know the sweat and tears mm. in the process of becoming the person you are today, brother. Because I think that's really where the inspiration and the, the juicy stuff is mm. gonna be for for ourselves and for the audience as well. Over to you.
3: Fantastic question, first of all, Jose. Because as you say, so many of us only see the successes. You know what we share on social media, what people see on the outside is this is often after years of hard work, and it's that hard work and the challenges, both mental and physical, that goes on behind the scenes that most are blind to. So I think the first big difficulty I encountered was that transition from being an employee to being an entrepreneur. And the reason I share that as my first big challenge is because it required a substantial mindset shift Mm -hmm. namely because no one in my family my direct family had ever started a business and so when you've come from the corporate world you don't have to worry when the next paycheck is coming because you know at the end of the month you're going to get uh your salary coming you've got your pension you've got your perks you've got your um rewards and so on, Any, everything that comes with working a full-time job. When you transition to being an entrepreneur, all of that is taken away. You have no idea when your next paycheck is coming in, how you're gonna get your next client, and you're learning every single day. When we think about an employee, it's not often that you're challenged to go out of your comfort zone. However, when you are an entrepreneur, every single day you are challenged Mm. to walk out of your comfort zone and that is that was one of the greatest difficulties for me i had never been to business school and so i had no idea how to go about starting a business and all of these lessons i learned since embarking on this journey have been learned by getting things wrong by failing uh by losing a lot of money and I think there's, there's wisdom in failure. Before I started the journey, I thought success and failure's opposites. I don't wanna fail. I wanna build something successful. But I realized over time that being comfortable with failure is a skill we have to get comfortable with. So that was my first big challenge. The second that comes to my mind is actually getting comfortable with the business development science. I think too often when people become entrepreneurs, they start a business and they go, I'm really passionate about this product or service. I'm mm-hmm. going to do well because I love it. But people don't care. People don't care if you've got the best product or service. What? Are you crazy? People don't care. They want to know if you can help them. They want to know if you can help them and how you can help. Them. And so I realized... It didn't matter how passionate I was about what I did unless I also loved the business development side as well. And I think I had to really learn. I had to enjoy the sales, the business development, the marketing, getting myself out there. And when I started to really enjoy that, everything followed from there. Everything followed from that point. And the third, I think, the third challenge I want to share when I look back at my journey is constantly beginning again and again and again. Not afraid of looking like a beginner because every year things are going to change. A new social media platform, a new way of doing business, some new skill you have to learn. But if you're okay with, as starting from zero again and again and again, you will have what it takes to adapt in a world that is constantly changing
1: mm. it's interesting, as Thank you were yourself. saying that am reminding of a saying I used to share, but i'm pretty pretty sure someone used to say that as well, which is the more you grow, the less you know, and as you were saying, I was like, yeah, because you kind of. At the beginning of this journey, I used to like get to this certain uh, level and i walk into uh, this seminar and go, yeah, I know this stuff. I know this stuff. And by the time I left the seminar, I go, I don't know this stuff. I don't know this stuff. Well, either they, I, either they were really good at completely deframing and deconstructing any perception I had of reality or I generally didn't know the stuff. And I'd like to think it's generally I didn't know the stuff, right? So I think that was a big part of it. What I'd love to, if I have permission to, is unpick that journey mm. of... Lehman Brothers is shutting down and you're going, you're building the business. How much of, you know, you mentioned this, that you grew up in a traditional mm. Chinese family. How much did that kind of, oh my gosh, I'm going against the grain. Um, what will people say kind of kick in? Like, you know, we don't do this stuff. No one in my family's done mm. this. Did that come into play? I don't think it's any different from anyone, by the way, that mm. decides to, you know, I think in in my family, That's not true. My mom's an entrepreneur and she's built her own businesses. Damn it. That takes that out of the equation. Anyway, you know, that you went against it. I mean, how much culturally did you have to battle and shift mindset? How much as a, as a, were you married at the time or did that come later? Did you have to fight? Well, I have to provide. So I'm just interested in that transition as well.
3: Definitely. I mean, I had to balance transitioning from employee to entrepreneur with the fact that I knew I had family that would kind of look down on that transition. You know, I had in my mind this scene that would play out again of my family saying to me, Simon, why are you giving up such a good salary job in a great industry that many would want to break into? for something that is completely uncertain <laughs> and not guaranteed that you're going to be successful in it. And so of course I would have that playing in my mind again and again and again. But what I did uh, is I did something that I think a lot of people don't appreciate when they look at these success stories of entrepreneurs, because we tend to glamorize this transition as someone has burned all their boats and they've gone straight in cold into starting a business. Now, the reason I say that's glamorized is because in many stories, what actually happens is a gradual transition. right? And and that is what happened to me. I knew it was going to be too risky for me one day and go straight into coaching and speaking when nothing was guaranteed. So what I did is I continued to be in the financial industry I I was moving from job to job to find something in which I could do well at the job, but also have time to build this side hustle, if you will. And it was when I got to landing my fourth client, that situation forced me to evaluate my current position. Because if I was to get a fifth client, I was not sure I could continue to deliver the same quality of coaching and show up for my full-time work. It's like someone was knocking
1: on your head, right? It's like someone was knocking away. Definitely.
3: It it was sort of awakening me to the fact that Simon, you have now arrived at this point in which you've got a choice to make. Either you continue with this full-time job and have this as a side hustle or you quit your full-time job and you put your energy into making this your full-time hustle. And that was a very, uh, that was a very tough moment because I, uh, you you know, I I was sort of planning to get married at the time. And so there were, of course, commitments. But uh, I spoke about this with my now wife and she totally supported me. She said, if you go for this, I uh, I want to be supportive of you and we're going to make it work. And I believe we underestimate the importance of having a supportive spouse, especially in these big life moments. And I think she gave me that courage to to take that leap, that leap of faith, I began the journey, the path to where I am today.
1: Mm, that's amazing. Wow, It's amazing. I'm sure I can, can you see he does this little bop. Can you see that? I, I, can you see? It? He's got a question, right? Hold yeah, that uh, question.
2: I, I also wanted to say that, you know, thanks to our wives as well. Definitely Emily and Anna for their great support because definitely, as I said last time, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for her. And I'm sure mm-hmm. Elliot, you've got something to say on that note. So No, I yeah, agree. I
1: agree. I think, you know, marriages are definitely an evolving What's the word I'm looking for? It's an evolution when you're married. And I think you go through phases. And it's very interesting because Emily and I have gone through an interesting phase right now because she, you know, she's incredible. She has no website. She has no LinkedIn presence, right? Nothing. Yet she (laughs) she jumps from job to job to job. I mean, she's the freelancer in market research. And all these people contact her. And then there's myself, you know, spending thousands on marketing and this and, you know, so we have very different approaches. But, yeah, she's definitely got my back and she's behind me. But sometimes it's like, are you sure that's the right choice? Elliot? And, of course, the other thing is I'm opportunist. I'm going, oh, we could build this or we could get this business. We could buy this business. And she's a bit like the opposite. She's like, no, can't we just buy a house and be like this? So Emily and I compliment each other. And at times we're like, I just want to be this crazy entrepreneur that Simon's talking about that's doing all these things. And she's like, no, but what about this? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Boo! No, I'm joking. Of course not. She's amazing. She's incredible. Uh, so, absolutely on that one. Hold that question, Jose, because I know you have one until we do this. Have a An in Jose loves this piece of music. So, just remember you're listening to the Public Speaking Expert podcast, and if there's any way we can support you on your journey to becoming an expert in public speaking or to start your public speaking journey, reach out to myself and Jose and see how we can support you not only to be a great speaker, but to speak your
2: greatness.
1: Exactly. Just remember, you can book us or us individually for speaking arrangements across the world. Because we would love to support you and help you. So, Jose, and
2: just imagine people if you get Elliot and myself on stage, and even now since Simon is here with us, imagine the three of us. I mean, yeah, Venezuela, UK, Argentina, China—all those cultures, you know, cross-pollinating on stage,
3: electrifying. Oh, well, I don't have—I
2: don't word,
1: have an yeah. electrifying soundtrack. That's, that's a shame.
2: It would—it would it sound we like this. Shoo, shoo, shoo.
1: Oh, wait, we can do this. There we go. That's the yeah, that you that get. That close. Oh, it even happened twice
2: there. <laughs> twice, boom. That's, that's how right. strong
1: it is. So, Jose, what's your question? I know you've got one. I can see you're giving your question, Bob.
2: Yeah, definitely, Simon. Thank you so much for sharing what that part of your journey has been and what you've been up to and who supported you and the transition. And now I would love you to share the strategy. In terms Mm -hmm. of becoming the great speaker you are today, if you were going to share some steps for people to follow or things to do, tips, however you want to call them, what would they be to position themselves and not just to position themselves, to actually do what you're doing at the moment, which is getting paid to speak Mm. and delivering great sessions, having a book and all of this?
3: Sure, I I think three strategies come to my mind. Um, And... While some of these were used earlier on, uh, I think they can be applied at any stage uh, of your speaking journey. And the first is, like with anything in life, you know, if you want to be a great coach, you have to coach. If you want to be a great writer, you have to write. And if you want to be a great speaker, you have to speak. And so my journey into speaking was not very traditional. Now, what I mean by that is I know a lot of colleagues in the industry would have gone to say Toastmasters or or a speaking uh, training company to to sort of develop that skill and and then go out to the public. For me, sometimes I like to jump into the pool at the deep end. Now what I mean by this is when I started speaking, I would reach out to communities that were running uh, networking groups that were running sort of small events uh, in London. And I would say, you run regular events, I'm looking to speak more. So how about I speak to your audience for free? Uh, In exchange, I get to share what I do. uh, I get a testimonial from you. And if I'm not great, you don't lose anything because you haven't paid me. If I'm good, people are going to love the fact that they attended your event. And so that's what I started doing early on is I just looked and looked and looked for any opportunities I could get just to speak because for me that is what helped me to develop my ability to speak and be confident on stage no matter the audience and I think as much preparation that we can do whether that is uh, at an organization like Toastmasters or in front of the mirror in your bedroom or bathroom nothing can replace the experience of speaking live in a room of strangers and so putting yourself as early as you can will help you become a better speaker so that's what I started doing early on the second is a strategy I use for my business but I think it also helps in developing opportunities to speak is every week make sure that you are connecting with new people. Every week, make sure you're connecting with new people. That can be online, offline, through groups you're a part of, uh, through communities that you're a member of. But you want to be connecting with new people every week. Otherwise, where are the opportunities going to come from? They're not going to land on your lap. That's just because true, you're wishing,
1: Simon. surely all I need to do is <laughs> tell people I'm a speaker, and everyone will queue up to
3: book me. No, definitely, that's what we tend to think. That's what we would like <laughs> to think, but unfortunately, it doesn't happen that way. And so, the more you get to meet people, the more they know about what you do, which leads me to my third strategy: content, 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 because content is like it's like the, the, the window of a department store. It gives people an insight and a flavor of what to expect when they open the doors to enter your shop. And content is that shop window for your business. So what I started doing early in my journey and I recommend looking to build a profitable speaking business is to focus on this as well. Whether it's images, video, audio, testimonials, reviews, stories on your social media. Make sure you are constantly collecting content because when people see that content, their subconscious will register and say, this is a speaker. This is someone we've got to talk to to bring in for our next event. So those Mm -hmm. will be my three tips.
1: Love it. Jose, have you noticed the last bit? Because maybe that's where you're going wrong with the content piece, you know, that people think you're a speaker. you got to stop posting pictures of flowers people okay so that that
2: hasn't got anything to do with me being a speaker the flowers and pictures of you that's the main that's my main half naked these days that's 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 what i get on whatsapp simon (laughs) thank you thank you so much for that i couldn't agree more i mean content 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 and we love to speak about this connecting with people absolutely and putting yourself out there more often speak speak and speak even if you Mm. wear a funny
1: hat hey speak hey I used to be the coach with a hat you know that used I know, to be like on brand well Mine's I wasn't born really I cool wasn't hats. born
2: back then so Simon <laughs> and I were young so.
1: <laughs> you were young it's true but now Jose by the way I bet you got more gray hairs than me mister and I'm young and I'm older than you
2: buddy check me out I don't know do you see any gray hair all
1: over your beard?
2: Oh, the beard. That's one thing. That's different. I'm speaking about the oh, hair. Oh,
1: right. It's the ones that have fallen from your head down. <laughs> it's just
2: it's coming out here.
1: <laughs> so let's ask the million pound question then, Simon, because I know a lot of people will be thinking this. Now, you do a lot of corporate speaking. Mm. How did you get into corporates? Because I must be, if I could put a pound every time someone asked me that, I would be a multimillionaire. So what would you say, adding on top of tips, how did you land your corporate stuff? Because now you pretty much do a lot of corporate things. Mm. What was your kind of, if you're happy to share, your tip or your methodology for that? Definitely.
3: Well, first of all, uh, I want to share that there's, n- there's never just one route to get to where you want to be and what you want to do. And when I look back, I think there was also an element of luck. And And the reason I say that is because I did the coaching first and the speaking sort of followed from there. And I was fortunate that one of my coaching clients was in a, you know, was in a sort of good position within a corporate company at Canary Wharf, and she said to me, Simon, I really enjoy our coaching sessions, and I know the uh, leadership team are putting together a series of events uh, in the new year, and I'd love to recommend you uh, to be considered as one of the speakers, and that was my my first kind of in, uh, was through a coaching client. So, it wasn't planned in any way uh, that, that I knew the person and I was going to show up and sort of pitch myself. It was through a, a warm introduction. But even though there was an element of luck, I think there is a lesson there in that within our own network, I have no doubt that we have connections to people in corporate. And it's about how we can use the warm introductions in order to get in front of the people that bring in external speakers now once i got that first event what i did is i was then able to use that testimonial to go to the next corporate to discuss speaking for them because i think once you've done one or two and you've got them under your belt you've got a testimonial it then communicates to the next client that you've done this, this is what you do, you've done this already for this client, that client, and so there must be a reason they got you in. So that was my in. But how I grew that to work with more corporates over the years is I then made greater use of LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And this just touches on the fact is that you've got to understand where your audience lives. If you are looking to speak to a corporate market, then guess what? LinkedIn is a platform where corporate professionals hang out. And so that helps you to get in front of more people. Next, it's also connecting with fellow speakers in the industry who have spoken at corporates. You know, I got the opportunity to speak at Salesforce because i had an entrepreneur friend who was invited to be interviewed at a salesforce lunch and learn and because i knew him very well i said would you be open to introducing me to the person that holds these lunch and learns and he said to me simon i've seen you speak i have no doubt you're going to blow them away so happy to make the introduction if you can do abc So I sent him the items he wanted over, he made the introduction and within a few months I I was speaking at Salesforce. And so I think there's a few lessons that are coming out from what I'm sharing. The first is look at your existing network, see who can introduce you, who already knows people within the corporate world who are looking for speakers, who are managing the events and conferences, Second, is speak to people you know very well, who have spoken at the companies you would like to speak to. See how they got that. Can they introduce you? If not, how did they manage to get that connection? And then third, is be where your audience are. Use platforms like LinkedIn to get in front of your ideal audience. And that's where you should share your content. That's where you should start building relationships because the more people you connect to on LinkedIn that are in corporate companies, the more people that will know about you.
1: Perfect, perfect. Wow, time's flying by today. <laughs> and that's probably cause you're speaking Simon, so not Jose. That's, that's what I'm gonna say. Jose, do you know <laughs> yeah, one, one last that, question before that. we start wrapping up? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, at
2: this point, a remark, and it's it's interesting, Simon, how everything you've shared today, you've been sharing in threes. So I was threes. thinking
1: about that, but, but, so... but do you know what? My mind went in a different direction though when I thought about the threes. <laughs> I was like. I don't know if I should share yeah. where my mind went. but well, anyway. I don't know.
2: Well, thinking about where this is being broadcasted now, it's actually live on LinkedIn. So it depends exactly. on what you want to share. Is it going to add Maybe value to it. your connections on LinkedIn?
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave it there. It went somewhere interesting, you know. Uh, that I, I just wonder if Simon does everything in threes, is where kind of my mind went. Because, he, he always because mm. you know, you always sum things up in three. I was like, I wonder if yeah. when he's his wife, he's like, we should have three meals. <laughs> You know, three desserts, <laughs> uh, you know, we do things in threes. <laughs> anyway, three children on the way, Simon, you know, I don't know.
3: Who knows? Who knows? It could be on the cars. <laughs> but hey, you know, I think there's a lot of truth to the threes. Uh, Absolutely. I'm often asked by, uh, by people, how do you remember things so well? And I think when we are delivering a speech, uh, I think having three central themes or stories can be so powerful uh, in speaking to an audience. Uh, because the audience gets bombarded by so much information. And if you can distill it down to three key messages, there's a higher probability that they will remember those three messages. And if you came out with seven or five or six, three tends to be the magic number. And uh, and that's why I tend to build a lot of my talks and presentations and Responses around three things because then it's easier uh, for people to take them away.
1: Brilliant.
2: Absolutely. Love it. And Simon, well, you may decide to answer this in three or two or one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go for three. I was going to ask you, where did you see Simon on in, I was going to say five years time or in one year, but I'm going to say in three years time, <laughs> where are
3: you, Simon? Sure. Well, it, it's interesting because I, I get asked that a lot, and I think my answer has changed um, over the years. So, if you asked me five, six years ago, Simon, where do you see yourself in the future? Uh, I would have said something that many entrepreneurs in my field would say—you you know, on bigger stages, uh, best-selling author, and all of those things that we we would like to accomplish uh, in this entrepreneurial journey. But my answer has changed, and it's changed to this. I'm no longer attached to where I'm gonna be in the future. My focus now is simply to be better than who I was yesterday. To give my best today, because I think as long as I can look at myself in the mirror at the end of each day and say, today I gave it my best. And do keep this in mind, giving your best on the day when your energy is low Giving your best when you have two or three children, giving your best when you're going through a personal tragedy will be different for all of us. But as long as we can say we've given our best, in time, we will be proud of where we will be. So for me today, it is simply focusing on being better than who I was yesterday. And at the same time, being open to what the future holds. And the reason I share this, it's because. I didn't plan to be an author. You know, it wasn't in my top three uh, tasks to write a book. But then things happen. You know, I, I got I got a, a reach out from a boutique publisher that said, Simon, we'd love to explore writing a book with you. That led me to thinking, well, if I'm going to write a book, why not think bolder? And so I challenged myself to reach out to the biggest publishers on the planet. And then they replied. And that's what led to a book deal. But again, it wasn't in my plan. And it's something that I just, it just came up in my life. And I went with the flow. And I was open to where it would take me. And I'm finding that this process is infinitely more magical when we focus our energy on that than a rigid outcome that may or may not happen. So that's how my answer has evolved. Uh, to where it is today
1: what a beautiful answer i love it i love it
2: i mean you are so inspirational simon and um well we are delighted to have you here and to hear you can't you be the
1: third this. one in their relationship jose stop it
2: no not, not in that relationship but we are three we are three here today well regina four sorry regina we're four today is a producer
1: love... for people that doesn't know well exactly
2: <laughs> regina is helping us in the background great team member Simon, I love it, and I think it's a great message about giving it it our best, because we have days, you know, personally, Mm. when I'm feeling like, yeah, I mean, I couldn't be feeling any better, Mm. and then I give it what I believe is my best, 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 but then sometimes, Mm. yeah, I'm tired, I may be, you know, sick, catch a Mm. cold, you know, long weekend, whatever that might be, long week. Mm. and yet the fact that I'm giving it my best within those resources available at that time, Mm. I mean, that's where growth takes place. So very inspirational. Mm. You got me thinking, and I really like that, to be in the flow as well. So amazing Mm. stuff. Yeah, Elliot. Thank you so much.
1: Simon, my man, how do people reach out? How do they find out? How do they pre-order your book? Plug away. Let's shine the light on the man Sure.
3: Well, thank you so much, first of all, Elliot and Jose, for having me on your show uh, and allowing me the opportunity to share how your audience can reach out to me. So you can find me on all the main social media platforms. I'm on YouTube, on Twitter, the handles at Simon Alexander O, Instagram, the same handle at Simon Alexander O, uh, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and my website, which is SimonAlexanderOng.com. When you visit the website, you will find a link in which you can pre order the book. Uh, and also a form uh, if you want to join my newsletter to learn more about the work I do uh, and to get wisdom in your inbox every week
1: wow wisdom in your inbox that in itself must be worthwhile.
2: take action right now so don't give us don't give us any oh listen to the podcast from Simon fantastic and you don't do anything with it because next week we're going to be chasing you what have you done have you signed up yet have you bought the book Have you ordered it up front? Of course, it's not ready yet. So Elliot, are you saying, yes, you've done it? Yeah, you're doing it as we speak. I'm just
1: saying, agreeing with you. Yeah, come on,
2: let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. it.
1: (laughs) Brilliant, Simon. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. So before you wrap up, Jose, any final words of wisdom coming from you?
2: Wow, that is a lot to ask. I know. I just want to say, thank you very much, Simon. People listening to this podcast on a replay, live now on LinkedIn, Share and it on YouTube, on YouTube mm. as well. Share it, take action, benefit from the incredible gems that Simon has shared here today, and you know what? Give it your best, because you know within that best you're gonna be growing every day, and you will achieve whatever it is that you want. And as Simon said, that will change, and that's okay. Thank definitely, you very much definitely. And,
3: and keep this in mind about action: the action you take today will determine where you will be tomorrow.
1: Love it. love it here's what i want everybody to remember on top of that every everybody has their reasons everybody has a hundred things going on in their lives we can either take what's happening on in our lives and use it against ourselves or we can take what's going on in our lives and find the small mini steps to move forwards let go of the big leaps let go of the big jumps small steps forward is the way to move. Till the next time on the next episode of the Public Speaking Expert podcast. See you soon.
0: You've been listening to the Public Speaking Experts podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Yukar. Follow us on Instagram and join us next week for even more. Remember to always speak your greatness. Subscribe, rate, and comment.